Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I'm Jason Scorse. I hope you all are doing great. So, the title of this episode is The Left Wants to Help While the Right Wants to Harm. And the reason I'm kind of going down this path here is that sometimes we get into kind of complicated philosophical, ideological discussions about the difference between the left and the right. And sometimes you just got to distill it down to the essence. And at least in America, this isn't necessarily true everywhere in the world. There are legitimate center-right parties, you know, in the world that have good ideas and and actually want to help their body politic, but not in America, right? In America, the right wing is a evil malignant force that wants to harm, wants to destroy, wants to break down, right? For which cruelty is the point, right? As Adam Serwer at the Atlantic, the cruelty is the point, right? And so it's just good to get that clear in our heads here, right? The left is not perfect. Democratic Party is not perfect. But the core ideology is we want to help others. We want to improve society. The right wing wants to harm others and break down society. It's really that simple. It is. What do we want as liberals, progressives, Democrats? We want to help the sick get health care. We want to help clean up pollution. We want to help immigrants assimilate into the country and become citizens. We want to help children and the mothers and fathers who are caring for them. We want to help the poor rise up, right? What does the right wing in America want to do? What are their explicit aims and the things they actually do? They want to shower the rich with tax benefits at the expense of everybody else and take away people's health care and cut Social Security and Medicare. They want to increase pollution by protecting the fossil fuel interests. They want to just hate on immigrants and demonize the poor, right? All these work requirements in these red states to, you know, you know, intentionally to make it almost you know, a hellish kind of experience for the poor to get social services, to just really punish them and make their lives miserable, right? This is what the right does, hating on gay people, LGBT, brown and black people, and it leads to violence and death. These are not just words, right? All these fucking crazy lunatics out there murdering people, many of them in this climate of hate that the right wing has created. Now, the people on the good team, on the liberal progressive team who care about improving the world, this means that we open ourselves up to more heartbreak and disappointment and sadness because we fucking care. We care about people. We care about the ecosystems. We care about animals. Now, this is harsh, right? Caring and being open and vulnerable sets you up for some real harsh things to deal with. But the alternative is much worse, 
right? Being so empty that you don't care. And even worse, not only do you not care, but you are actively trying to hurt others. Just for those of us who don't think that way, just imagine the hell that that must be where you're your life is consumed with hate, right? What a hellish way to use this precious time you have on the planet, right? Now, this is another one of these asymmetries between liberalism and fascism, right? Caring does make us more vulnerable, but being an empty, soulless, zombie fuck, again, is much worse. So, right, every time you get hurt, it's a reminder about how much you care, and how much love you have in your heart for other beings, both human and non-human, who deserve respect and compassion, right? And so those who care don't get to just turn it off when it doesn't feel good, right? It, it affects us deeply, right? And defeats for us are so much worse because it's not a game for us. When we lose a big issue, we know that there's going to be more suffering in the world because we lost on that issue, you know, oftentimes they call people like me and those who listen to this podcast bleeding heart liberals. That somehow that's a pejorative. That's a diss. But that's bullshit, right? If your heart can't bleed, it's because it's made out of fucking stone. So which is worse, a bleeding heart or a heart made of stone? Now, this asymmetry can be particularly bad because we care when people get hurt. But the right-wing fascists become happy when we feel pain. So it's a double whammy. So if we lose an issue, we feel bad because others are feeling bad and they're hurting. But the right-wing is happy not only because the policy failed, the solution failed, but because liberals are going to, you know, are going to be upset in defeat. This whole thing of own the libs, liberal tears. Think of how fucking sadistic this is, Right. Like, think about getting off on other people's misery, right? This is fucking crazy. It's a perverse form of satisfaction that these people have, right? Now, the one thing I want to be clear is, you know, people say, you know, only people in pain, you know, want to inflict pain. And, you know, misery loves company. That absolutely um, describes most people on the right. It is very, very rare that I meet someone who's hardcore on the right wing who isn't obviously very unhappy and unwell mentally, right? And so they're now, their pain and their unhappiness, they're now kind of projecting that onto others. But I want to be clear, there's plenty of people who are in pain and who are suffering who don't want to hurt others, who in fact want the opposite, who go, wow, this sucks. I don't want to feel this. I don't want anyone else to feel this. Like when I'm sick, or I'm feeling bad. I don't want to go out and make other people feel bad. It makes me more compassionate for other people who are feeling this way. And so again, you know, this this key distinction between the right and the left is people with empathy and people without, right? And people without empathy are damaged people. They're zombies, right? That's what a zombie is. You can't think about other people, right? That's what a zombie is. And uh, you know, close to half the country seems to be you know, suffering from the zombie violence and and zombie virus. So how this asymmetry um, with respect to caring for people is going to play out next year in American politics right after the break.
Okay, so those on the right, you know, who are focused on magnifying and maximizing harm, they don't have any core principles and no shame. That's the only way you can live like that, right? If you have principles, you can't be spending all day trying to hurt people. And if you have shame, you can't be spending all day trying to hurt people. So it's definitional. Most people on the right completely lack core principles, completely lack morality, and have no shame. Again, that's how you get almost half the country supporting a straight-out white supremacist, fascist, sociopathic monster. And so here's some predictions. Once Trump gets indicted, which he is going to be um, within the next few months, the right wing is going to rally around him because victimization is part of their deflection, of their gaslighting, right? So again, once Trump is indicted, they are going to rally around him, right? And they don't care about the rule of law. So they will use Trump's indictment as a way to sow doubt on the entire legal system and to undermine the Department of Justice, Right? So they, this group of people whose core principle is to try to own the libs and, you know, and hate on other people, they are absolutely going to rally around Trump when he is indicted. And this rallying around Trump will be hard to dislodge. Right? As much as many in the GOP want to move beyond him, beyond him not because he's a sociopathic, corrupt monster, but because he's a loser. And that's a big difference, right? If you actually want to move beyond someone because you realize they are bad, that's different than saying, well, that horrible neo-Nazi can't win anymore, so I, I don't like him anymore, right? Now, his victimization and desire to harm his enemies will be very hard to resist for the right because they're bought into it. That's their whole reason for being. And even to those who might want to challenge him, from a Ron DeSantis to a Brian Kemp, they will have a hard time saying that the charges against him are legitimate. They will have to agree with him that the charges are political and that the deep state is after him and other people on the right. Since they lack principles and they are in this hating mindset, how many of them are going to come out and say, you know, Trump, you know, should just shouldn't have done that, you know, shouldn't have been cooing, shouldn't have been trying to overthrow the government, maybe shouldn't have stolen, you know, classified documents from the government and lied about it. And so, hey, you know, the justice process is going to have to play out. How many are going to say that? I imagine none, except, of course, your Liz Cheney, who just got defeated and kicked out of her own party, basically. So this is going to make it almost impossible for Trump to lose the primary, right? The only way for him to lose the GOP nomination is for someone to take him on directly. Someone to say that he's being indicted for a legitimate reason and that it's probably better not to have people who are under federal and or state indictment to be the party's leader. But because they are so caught up in blaming Democrats and the media and the federal government for you know their supposed unfair treatment and the unfair treatment against Trump, they won't be able to do this effectively. And remember, during this time, the GOP House majority will be spending most of its time going after the right supposed en- enemies from Hunter Biden to Fauci to Biden himself and Merrick Garland. They are going to want revenge. And this blinding rage will highlight the fact that they are all raging lunatics. 
This is going to be bad for society. It's bad for America to have one of our governing parties a, a party of raging lunatics. But it will provide further clarification as to the stakes in American politics and to who the right truly is, right? And look, let me move on here, though I don't really want to comment much on Kanye West's Nazism and Elon Musk's descent into right-wing madness. It's important to note that this is the logical extension of a politics of hatred and harm, which is all the right-wing has. Because when you get so obsessed with hating and harming people that you'll jump in bed with anyone who hates who you hate, you forget that lunatics don't always stay nicely within the bounds of where you want them to stay. Right? Anti-Semitism, fascism, and Nazism are always quick on the heels of those who hate liberals and immigrants and black and brown people more generally. So if you bring them in because you love them hating on liberals and hating on black people, well, you know what? It's probably not going to stay in that little fence that kind of fits your political agenda. And so the right wing now is trapped in their lunacy, in a lunacy of their own making, where their entire worldview is being exposed once again for the moral rot and corruption that it is. And this time, they're not going to be able to escape. That is my prediction. They are so deep in it, so intertwined in the hate and the rage and the lunacy that they are going to be consumed by it. That is my wish and that is my prediction. I'll come back with the antidote right after the break. When the game is over, I won't walk out and lose Yeah, I know that I'll walk out of here. Okay, for the antidote for today, I want to suggest that we all lean in to helping people as our credo, right? When you encounter people on the right, make it clear that your politics is one of helping the vulnerable and the poor and maybe even animals, if that's your thing, that you care about others and your politics is a politics of helping others and that you thought that that's what their Christian religion was supposed to be about kind of ironic that they're all about hate when their religion supposedly is all about helping the poor and helping strangers, right? Tell them that there's enough hate in the world and you see no reason to spend your time spewing more of it out into the ether and that you don't hate them, that you're happy that your tax money goes to help them afford health care and education and provide a solid retirement and that you'd be happy to pay more in taxes if it went to a stronger social welfare state that would help everybody, right? Make it clear that what they think is our weakness, that we actually care about people, is our strength, right? Lean into it. Embrace a politics of helping others. And it is a strength and a core value. 
And I think that will really help clarify for the right how they are on the wrong side of history. Will it change many minds? Probably not. But on the margins, maybe if people go, wow, I encountered a bunch of liberals and all they said is they want to help people and they're happy to pay their taxes so I can have health insurance. Makes it hard to hate those people, doesn't it? Right? And when you throw their religion back in their face a little and say, hey, I thought your Jesus guy was about helping the poor and he walked around, you know, in a robe and, you know, he wasn't going around with the bling bling. He wasn't there walking around with his AR-15. You know, throw it back at them. So anyway, with that, everybody, I hope you enjoy the rest of the week. I hope you've been enjoying the holidays and are about to get ready for more holiday festivities. I'll be back with one more episode uh, before the end of the year. And with that, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate it, um, share it with family, friends, and colleagues, and subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And with that, everybody, take care. Be well. Thank you.